0: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.
2: Hello and welcome to uh, Talking Harness WA and it's Friday and it's a Friday on my mind with Gloucester Park tonight and we'll get into all the action uh, there and hopefully find a winner or two with Scott Bomber Hill a little bit later on and we're also going to have a very special guest, Murray Linda, talking about talks up a storm in tonight's Group 1 Westbred for the two-year-olds. He's already won a a Group 1 this season and looking to make it uh, a big double, much like Major Martini last year and I'm joined by our co-host...
1: And uh, one of the part owners of Major Martini, Glenn Mortimer. Welcome, Glenn. Good morning, Michael. Great to, uh, great to be back on air for our second show. We made it back. Yes, we got invited back and we uh, hopefully filled the, uh, the pockets uh, for the punters last week. So let's see if we can do it again this week. I think
2: uh, Bomber Hill, he was pretty much around the money. So if you actually took his speed maps into consideration, he was uh, pretty close. And the boys interstate, they got off to a very good start, Ben
1: Cray and also uh, Jason Bonington. Yeah, they got off to a flyer. I felt sorry for Bomber that first speed map. I don't think you could have uh, worked that one out with a with about ten goes. It was uh, you know a very unusual race, and then we're a bit unfortunate in the last there with. Um uh, one other horse over-racing and uh, didn't work out to our advantage on that occasion. But um, let's see what we can do today, Mike. No, Scott picked it or was going to over-race,
2: but he just didn't think he was going to be in front. He thought he was going to get the uh, get the benefit of that horse over-racing. Anyway, we'll talk, Scott, uh, in uh, segments two and three and go through some form in in better detail for the Gloucester Park car tonight. But uh, one of the main races tonight is the Westbred, the two-year-old uh, Westbred Colts and Geldings, and a really good field. And there's uh, so some, some great horses this year emerging from that Westbred, and one of those is Talks Up a Storm. We're we'll going to introduce his trainer, Murray Lindau very shortly. But before we do, let's uh, go back uh, a couple of months in the first big two-year-old race of the year, and it was the uh, two-year-old uh, Colts and Geldings Sale Classic Final for 100,000 at Group 1 level. And let's have, uh, see how Talks Up a Storm dominated these two-year-olds.
3: Talk up storm is a leader. Magnificent is running second, trying to get through. Is give us a wave. Outwater is rock on the beach. Rich American is over on the inside and taken out wide as the good wife as a corner around the bend. Talk up a storm in front. Magnificent is trying very hard. Rich American the inside, then rock on the beach and further back is give us a wave. Talk up a storm is clear though, trying to come through. Rich American, magnificent, and down the outside is rock on the beach. But it is talk up a storm and talk up a storm has raced away to win easily. Second.
2: Yeah, and a big salute from Dylan Edgerton-Green on the line as well. And it was uh, one of his uh, big Group 1 wins for the season. He's won just about everything else. So let's see if he can win a, a Sales Classic tonight. But let's, uh, um, let's introduce the trainer of Talks Up a Storm, joining us now in uh, Murray Lindau. How are you, Murray?
4: Oh, I'm well, thanks, fellas. How are you?
2: Yeah, good, thanks. Good morning, Murray. Uh, this fella, he's, he's been exciting throughout his career, only the four starts, but I don't think he could have been more impressive in his uh, in his career to date.
4: Yeah, I I'm still finding out his capabilities along the way to be perfectly honest. I think Dylan might have summed it up that I probably lacked a bit of confidence in him early in the piece and that's probably why Dylan does such a good job as he evaluates and goes out there and does what he does and yeah, as I probably indicated before, I thought he overdrove him in the heat and I was proven wrong there, so I just thought <laughs> I need to shut up and let him go out and do what he does best.
2: Mate, you bought him at the sales for for twenty two thousand. Did you like him straight away when you saw him?
4: Uh, yeah, I, I did. There was there was two that I was um, probably looking at. Probably the the first one was the Swiss Maestro, um, but <laughs> my budget uh, fell away, and so I sort of. In saying that, my partner Claire, she she liked, um, talks up a storm. Um, yeah, she was initially a little bit hesitant, but once we looked at him a few more times, and and I explained to her a, a, a little bit about his mum. I have to admit, I I knew his mum wasn't as exactly very cooperative at starts, and but uh, yeah, I I'm amazed that. Knowing what she was like and what he's like, they're completely different horses altogether. So, yeah, but he's proven... And I think he's sale Classic Run. It shocked me a little bit, I have to admit. I didn't think those sort of sectionals and finish it off as strong as what he did. And then run a track a race record, and I thought, wow, I've got something pretty smart here. And then I thought his first up run, this campaign was coming from way back in the field and finishing off, beating a neck, I thought, and that was a pretty smart bunch of horses as well. And, uh, yeah, I, he keeps amazing me a little bit.
1: He's, a, he's certainly a very talented horse, and like you said, Murray, that uh, first up start this time in, where he, uh, he started out wide and, you know, he finished very, very strongly and uh, sent a, an o- ominous warning to the uh, the opposition, and uh, it was a very handy field that night. Really, really handy. He's in tonight. Uh, he's drawn out wide again. He's shown gate speed before. Um, can he uh, get across? What What's your plan for, uh, for tonight, Murray?
4: Yeah, I've, we have sort of briefly discussed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> theories and Dylan's theories. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably, I always err on the side of, being conservative and yeah, Dylan, yeah. as he did in the sales classic, he said, I think I'm driving the best horse in the race and I'm going to drive him like he's the best horse in the race. And I went, Oh God, here we go.
1: <laughs> Look,
4: the kid you know, proved, me, proved me wrong. and that, That's why
2: we put um, the good drivers on.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, bottom line. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I leave it a little bit up to him, yeah. Glenn, to be perfectly honest. I yeah. don't, he knows the horse probably better than what I do, race night. I, I've only driven the little horse in trials just to get him all sorted. And Dylan's, he's just right on the money as far as the horse himself, what he's capable of and your little little quirks that he does have of sorts. Uh, he's still a, a green two-year-old. But, and, you know, even though I was sort of surprised Dylan didn't crank up at his last start and get him running from the 800, I didn't think the little horse had a 26.8 Quarter in him, but yeah, he showed that his last start that he he can he can rattle home pretty damn quickly. Um, I know the time on the that race wasn't um, that flash, but he sort of showed that he's got a little bit of toe. So
1: yeah, that last quarter I was think, uh, sizzling.
4: Yeah, and as Dylan was came in and said, "Too cute," and I went, "Well, yeah, well, why were you waiting for him?" But <laughs> and, 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 and in all fairness. How often do you run a twenty-six-eight last quarter in front and get beat? Yeah, and, and, and credit to the other little filly that she just went out three deep as well. So yeah, it was amazing. Well, give her credit.
2: A, a great drive by Voke and tremendous speed by that filly, who's been the dominant filly as well. So yeah, and
1: she goes around yeah. tonight in the Phillies, uh, the Phillies Classic. So she'll be very hard to yeah. beat as well. Um, yeah, that was your first. The draw,
4: group. The, my bloke, the draw makes it difficult for me, especially when the one, two, and ten and eleven are. They're going to be right up there on the speed. So Dylan's going to have to drive an absolute cracker. And the little horse is going to have to go as good as he's ever gone to, yeah, he certainly to be will. in it. But circumstances, I think, will play a big part in it. Just tempo and how things pan out.
1: Well, he's a very good horse. And um, in my opinion, he's one of the best horses in the field. Draw hasn't been that kind to him. But hopefully tonight, Murray you get some luck.
4: Yeah, that's all I think he needs is a bit of racing luck. and um, Yeah, I've got, got him as fit as he can possibly be. He's, his work leading into it's been great. He goes good himself, so yeah, it's, it's Dylan's responsibility now to just go out and do what he does. And,
1: and he does it very that, well. You
4: know, the, he, yeah, he's, he's on fire at the moment, that yeah. young kid, and he's... He's got some smarts, and at the end of the day, too, he looks after my horses, which is important. I don't have a big team, so he
1: looks after them. No, that's great.
2: (laughs) All right, Murray, mate, thanks for the time. Good luck tonight. You're a $13 chance tonight, and uh, I'm sure you'd have uh, plenty of supporters out there, so good luck.
4: Thanks, guys. Good luck. Catch you later.
2: All right, Murray Lindau, a very famous name in harness racing. His uncle uh, Lyle is obviously a Hall of Famer and Murray does a, a great job. And just before we go to the break, uh, uh, sad news, uh, Westburn Grant passed away overnight at the age of uh, 30, 34, I 30, think. Oh, spot his nickname was and Uh, Just a wonderful horse, One Inter-Dominion, Miracle Miles. I was there the night he won a Newcastle mile. He was was just a superstar.
1: Outstanding pacer, and we were lucky enough to see him over here in WA. In a a summer of frost and ice. Yes, and he won a a pacing cup, but yeah, superstar. All right, uh, as
2: we go to the break last week, Peter King, our special guest, broke through his first Group 1, Madison Brown's first Group 1. Great way to start off talking uh, harness WA, and let's go to the break and hear how Longreach Bay won that Group 1.
3: Poised to pounce can't go on. Manifestly excessive has gone through in the center and now letting go with its runner. Aristocratic star up to the turn still. Long Reach Bay from Guardy's Legacy. Manifestly excessive and wide out as Aristocratic star. Poised to pounce comes again as a corner. Twenty-seven-nine in the straight. Long Reach Bay in front of Guardy's Legacy. Poised to pounce. Manifestly excessive in front. Long Reach Bay. Poised to pounce is going to fly with Guardy's Legacy. Long Reach Bay clings on and long players led all the way for Madison.
0: To You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. To this is Talking Harness in WA with Morton
3: Michael Radley. Uh, Jimmy Johnson in front. Chicago Bull's got his work cut out. He's trying very hard. In third place is Ocean Ridge. Voldentin still getting home as they corner. So around the bend. Uh, Jimmy Johnson in front. Chicago Bull. Here's Ocean Ridge down the outside. Chicago Bull sprinting hard now. He hits the front. Ocean Ridge after Chicago Bull. Chicago Bull in front. Ocean Ridge coming after Chicago Bull. Chicago Bull clinging on. Ocean Ridge diving. He might have got up. On the line, Ocean Ridge by no Chicago Bull, but it's a photo finish.
2: Yeah, another great battle of tactics between Ocean Ridge and Chicago Bull and their drivers, uh, Ryan Warwick and also uh, Gary Hall, Jr. They do battle again tonight. Uh, and as we look at the Tab Touch market, uh, Tab Touch the brand that funds the industry and our good sponsors here at uh, Talking Harness WA, Motu Premier first up for Ross Oliveira at uh, three ten out from two eighty, Ocean Ridge three sixty. The more you win, the more you the better the price. Uh, five dollars about our Jimmy Johnson and Chicago Bull, the little champ. He's been solid two twenty into two oh five on Tab Touch. Uh, one of our sponsors here on uh, Talking Harness WA, as I said, and also great sponsors with uh, Retrovision.
1: Uh, our, uh, what, what's the, what's the catchphrase there, Morts? You should know this, Rads. Because Local you as you? In... <laughs> I shop there all the time. You know that. <laughs> Lowest price guarantee. RAC members save an additional 5% every day at Retrovision, Rads. And look, just a, a quick call out. Um, a new the... sponsor. Yes, the new sponsor. Just a quick call out to the nude nut, Steve yep. Sell from um, Loans123. Uh, very good morning to you, Steve. If uh, if you're in the, the market for a car loan, commercial loan, personal loan, travel loan, Steve Sell is the man to see. 1-800-100-100. And loans123.com.au.
2: So uh, good to have Steve Sell on board. He's a great supporter of um, Gloucester Park in the past and uh, great to see him on board with our show um, here on uh, SEN Track 657. Let's get into the WA uh, harness meeting tonight and it's uh, Gloucester Park, the 1st at five five 555 and two Group 1s, the Westbred. Uh, two-year-old fillies, the Westbred two-year-old Colts and Geldings, and uh, the Colts and Geldings are really good race. We'll look at that in uh, a little bit later on, but uh, we we'll are working with our form expert here at uh, Talking Harness WA in uh, Scott Hill. Welcome, Scotty.
5: Morning, Mick. Morning, Mots.
1: Good yeah, morning, Bomber.
2: Tell you what, you were all around last week. We just might not have got the result we wanted.
5: No, I just uh, lacked a little bit of luck in all three last week, but uh, yeah, I think in all three races had, uh, had our know, on-top selection had that touch of luck, then uh, we end
2: up with three winners, but that's no, racing. Okay, let's uh, have a look. We've got to have a look at four races to uh, on today's program. The first is race number three. And as we look at the tab-touch market, it is the Mondo d'oro Small Goods, and uh, it comes up uh, as race number three. And uh, Parisian Party Girl at $5. Susie's Gem, 34 Our Misty Kelly at three ninety. Uh, Blackjack Zach ninety one. Our rhythm and blues five dollars. Ideal investment forty one. GJK is at four eighty. It's in from uh, five dollars. Uh, we have got a scratching of eight outside the front line. Is delightful reaction at twenty six, and then off the back line stroke of luck uh, for Ross Oliveri and Merv Butterworth at two fifty and stop the watch at twenty six dollars. Scott, you like this race? How'd you see it unfolding?
5: Uh, yeah, one from the trials here, guys, uh, stroke of luck. Uh, first up for the Oliveira camp, uh, he's tried in sensational form against these stable mates there in Space Junk and Modu Premier. Sat on the, those two um, in a 55 last half at pinjara recently. Uh, he actually eased back halfway around the turn to, to come around them and was still able to peel off that 55 last half and run past them. Uh, I think it's a case of the best horse from probably the worst draw here tonight, and uh, that gives us a nice bit of value.
2: How do you, how do you see the speed map uh, looking? He's got a, on the back line, but uh, should get a good run through. I
5: actually think he'll uh, take luck out of the equation and just pop straight off the fence at the start. I, I think he's better than these. Um, he comes across from Victoria with really good form. He's got a great turn of foot, and I think uh, Voki will probably just pop him into the running line. I think our Mr. Carly is the one that probably can lead. Um, That Susie's gem will push forward underneath him a little bit. But if he crosses, he's probably hard to beat. But I'm looking for a little bit of pressure underneath from Susie's gem there early uh, just to bring us into it late. But I'm pretty keen stroke of luck getting over the top of these.
1: How about uh, Parisian Party Girl? Gets a good draw there, Bomber.
5: Good draw. Uh, they can't use her off the gate much more. Than, uh, she she might be able to hold the leaders back. But I think she'll have to work a little bit to do so. But she's still dangerous from three pegs. Yeah. Um, GJK, I think they'll go back and be a little bit more conservative with him tonight. And I prefer him up on top of the speed. So just keep coming back to stroke the luck with a fair bit of confidence, to be honest.
2: All right. It's 290 into 250 on tab touch. How do we play it? Just uh, how many units do you reckon?
5: I'm uh, I'm actually a three unit bet on on him tonight. I'm very 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 keen. confident. Three units, yeah. Three units is about as big a bet as I'll have generally. Uh, and it's had he have drawn anywhere other than ten, I'd probably mark him a dollar forty in this race. I've marked him two dollars even from the draw. I'm pretty keen.
1: That's a that's a real big go there, uh, Bomber. So that should get us off to a great start uh, tonight at GP then.
2: Yeah, we liked having money at the start of the night. So that's race number three. The next race we've got to look at is race number four. And on Tab Touch, this is the Villies Family Bakery. And uh, it's um, it's over the 2130 metres. Space Junk is at 440, drawn one. While they pray, Gary Hall Jr. has got the drive at 3.10. Mr. Bushido at $23. You can scratch the four. Five is Better Be Oscar at 13. The favourite is The Bird Dance in really good form for the Bonds and Ryan Warwick at one seventy five. Just Rock On By at 41. Uh, Chiriskiro at $15. And uh, Mr. RD, the outsider of the field, outside of the line, outside of the field at $101. How have you see this race unfolding, Scott?
5: We've got a big speed burn coming up early here. I think uh, Junior with while they pray and, uh, and Curly with the bird dance, they're both going to have sights on the lead here. Uh, the bird dance, he's absolutely hummed the gate these last few. But from this twenty-one thirty start, it's a little bit harder to cross. And uh, while they pray, he can begin pretty quickly. Um, he's led from eight and nine at various tracks around the state and I think he can put his legs underneath the bird dance and he was outstanding on resumption last week where he was a little bit uncontrollable, gave Junior a very tough drive. I think tonight he settles better in front, bird dance outside him and uh, this is going to be a pretty exciting clash, I think.
1: Yeah, it looks a good race. Uh, bird dance has won 15 out of 22 and um, Junior on while they pray, so like you said, plenty of speed. Should be a good uh, good race. Space
2: junk drawn one.
1: Uh, not Probably not going to be able to hold while they pray?
5: I think first up from a spell based on the, the troubles he's had, um, I, I think they'll be more than happy to take a sit on these two, which um, particularly if while they pray holds up, he's going to get a perfect run in behind them. So, um, yeah, I'd be very, very surprised if they got involved in the early burn.
2: Yeah, okay. All right. How do we play this one? So, obviously... A bit short, the bird dance one seventy five, so I would predict that we're going with the two while they pray. Is that how you play it? Yeah, I think I'll be I'll be backing while they pray, but I, I think probably the, the
5: safe or not the safe bet, but the the smartest play in this race for the for the bet fair players is to probably lay the bird dance. Okay. I really think while they pray can hold up underneath. And uh, even if, if, while they, if they get into a burn, if while they pray, can't hold him off, there's, there's a couple from the back here like uh, Space Junk, better be Oscar, and even Churrascuro to a lesser extent that could get over the top if they went too hard early. So at $1.75, I think the bird dance is a pretty good lane.
2: Okay, all right. That is uh, race number four. It's only a small field, about eight uh, eight going around. So um, it's a pretty, as you said, a, a really good, uh, interesting race. So um, yeah, that's that's race number four. After the break, we are going to come back and talk about the um, the one of the features of the race. It is the Group One Westbred uh, Colts and Geldings for the two year olds. But before we go to the break, Glenn, great to see that the restrictions have been lifted here in WA and. Tonight's the last night we have to have the barricades up and uh, zone people off and, and herd them into, into little rooms for uh, 100 people for, th- for three areas. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back to almost normal next week, which is great news.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've all been on track there and been able to get out to the winner's bar in particular. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to getting back on track and, um, you know, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can back some winners whilst we're there. All right, uh, after the break,
2: we'll come back and we'll talk about the two-year-old Colts and Geldings for the Westbred. But in the Phillies, Blackjack Baby, she's been supported from 109 into 107. She's a short-price favourite. She's the dominant two-year-old Philly of this year. And uh, let's go back a week and see how she won the Westside two-year-old Phillies event last week.
3: Trying to follow through his end of turn and Blackjack Baby, she is in a world of her own. And Vogue, he's sitting in the pink cart like it's a hammock. He's about 20 metres in front. Star for me goes to second, but blackjack baby walked in, one by 20 metres. Second star for me and third home star. Got to get
0: You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. One day have Got to get this is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.
3: One day Affluent Bell in front, but too fast, too serious. He's going to gobble it up shortly, I'd say. Rum delight the inside, then be on guard. And further back in the field, over on the inside, is 29 12. But too fast, too serious has quickly raced up on the outside to join Affluent Bell. And then came Rum delight. Affluent Bell, too fast, too serious. What an outstanding performance! Too fast, too serious stormed to the lead. He looked like Black Irish down the back straight. And too fast, too serious wins it easily by six metres to
6: Affluent
2: Bell. Welcome back to Talking Harness WA on. Uh, SEN Track 657 brought to you by Retrovision, uh, Loans 123, Tab Touch and uh, Gloucester Park. And uh, that was too fast, too serious on Tuesday night. And uh, Scott, I haven't seen too many more impressive, uh, particularly on a Tuesday night than uh, than that horse uh, from last. Entering in the back at 600 gave them, what, 12, 15 lengths <laughs> and, and, and was a soft win in the end.
5: Oh, he's got some serious speed. This horse—it's um, yeah—it's a, it's a nice, uh, nice bit of uh, armory to have there. When uh, you can just sit, you know, 30 metres off the speed at the 800, and and just know that you've pretty well got them covered at the 400. I think um, you know he's went at Pinjarra to start before that, where they went 54-8 for the last half, and he gave them a pretty handy start there, probably 20 metres, uh, and he rounded them up. Pretty comfortably there as well. Um, I can't wait till he gets up into the higher grades and gets to follow speed from a little bit closer. He's he's very exciting.
2: Well, he's engaged on Tuesday night in race six, drawn two. We'll be prohib- prohibitive odds. Uh, Ray Williams, what a fo- what form he's in, and magnificent storms. Their other runner in race number seven. He's got picket fences next to his name, Glenn. It's a handy one-two combination on a Tuesday night, isn't it?
1: Oh, it certainly is. And Ray Williams is yeah, as you said, is just training. You know. So well, he's got a couple of real stars in the stable there and very exciting paces. So, it would be nice to see them clash maybe one day. Yeah, it's uh, that the, I'm sure he's trying to keep them apart, but mm. uh, they're
2: two of the most exciting horses going around in WA. One of the features That's tonight, great. yeah, one of the features tonight is the Allwood Stud Farm two year old Colts and Geldings Westbred Classic Group One level over the 2130 meters. And this race is an absolute cracker. Let's have a look at the tab touch market. Give us a wave at 2.90. It's drawn one. Lavra Joe drawn two at 3.50. We've got The Good Life at $23. Power Play, who was impressive again last week at $14. Robbie Rocket, at $16. Beat the bank. He's the outsider at um, $71. Had support, though, was as much as $126. Wasn't our money. Talks up a storm. We spoke to Murray before at $14. Armour Einstein at $101. And Overjoyed at $101 as well. That's the uh, front line. On the back is um, Carabello at $420. Mighty Ronaldo at $6 and Magnificent at $15. And this is one hell of a race, Scott.
5: Isn't that the barrier draw once again has set up a cracker here? Um, give us a wave. I think he, he has pretty good gate speed. He hasn't drawn to be able to show of, of recent times, but he should hold up tonight. Uh, Leverage will be pushing forward underneath, and I think that'll probably scare anything with any gate speed from outside from having a look early. So they'll control it from the front. Um, and probably look to go at it a fair way from home. The one I kept coming back to was Carabao. He's going to trail through on the back of Give Us A Wave. And the thing that really excites me about this bloke is last week he came three wide, did all the work uh, from the 1,000 metres, and he actually had Give Us A Wave on his back there, and he dropped him off turning into the back and probably put two lengths on him. Um, I think tonight, if Lavra Joe and give us a wave, go at it, and he gets a crack over the last four or 500 metres, he might just have a quick enough sprint to get
2: over the toppy. There's a few horses in the middle of the line here that do have gate speed, but when you've got Lavra Joe probably and, and also give, a wave, give us a wave looking to hold up, it'd be interesting to see what their tactics are. I speak of power play drawn for Robbie Rocket, who you tipped last week and showed plenty of speed, and then you've got Talks up a spool, and we spoke to Murray before, and... He's more conservative, but Dylan, by the sounds of the interview, was looking to be more aggressive. So we might have a bit of a speed battle here early, Scott, which, which would even help Carabao even more.
5: Absolutely. If, if there was a couple from outside that wanted to come across, I'd be more than happy with that because Chris won't be holding up the death with Lavra Joe. He, he's a horse that just has to be rolling. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite confident that Givers a Wave leads Lavra Joe outside of him. And like I say, there is plenty of speed in that middle and outer, outer gate, but I just can't see them getting too involved early, uh, Carabao. And Junior will be looking to push through with mighty Ronaldo and hold Leverage O's back as well. He may go three pegs, but I tend to think he might just hold Leverage O's back most of the journey, and that could allow Magnificent to uh, drop three pegs, and he'll be pretty dangerous late with any
2: gaps as well. We should ask one of the part owners of mighty Ronaldo, the tactics. Uh, Glenn Mortimer, you're in the, the camp. Uh, you'd obviously probably want to hold the... Hold the, um, the back of the 1-1? One one.
1: Yeah, well, look, absolutely. Um, I guess neb- Mike... you,
2: you didn't get a look at him from the, figs, the,
1: the pegs uh, last time. Uh, we're still looking for a run. Um, but uh does race better on the pegs, um, bomber. So do you think they'll you know, really come out hard trying to get the, the lead or do you think they'll um, you know, maybe concede and just uh, give up early and, and take the breeze, in which case we'd be very happy to be uh, sat behind him? in the
5: 1-1? I think, you know, given the, the group one race and the, and the prize man on offer, they'll, they'll certainly have a look early at trying to cross to one. But based on the speed he showed early, and, you know, I just can't see him getting across. is not a brilliant beginner by stretch. He, he comes out well, but he's not brilliant. And I'd be very surprised if he got across. But I think they'd be happy enough to sit up in the breeze and, uh, and try and out-tough the one.
1: All right. And more, uh, most importantly, Bomber, how are we betting in this race?
5: I think the, uh, you know, Carabao at the odds is is quite a nice price. It, you know, I I marked him much shorter than than the, you know, well, I think he was four dollars eighty, probably now in a little bit shorter than that. But four twenty, uh, yeah. So he's, I'd be having one unit on him to win, uh, and I'd, I'm also going to have a small place play on Magnificent. Um, I think if if he can get the three pegs and follow Carabao through you know, he's a blowout hope as well. And uh, around that sort of 3.80 mark for the place, one unit the win, Carabao, one unit the place, magnificent.
2: All right, that wraps up uh, race number six, which is the uh, group one for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings Westbred. The last race we're going to have a look at is race number eight on the card, the worldwide printing uh, pace over the uh, the staying trip of 25.36. And let's have a look at uh, the, the tab-touch market. We have one better party at 2.70. Number two, Mr Kiwi at $10, Destined to Rule at $18, uh, Tours Delight 34 Robbie Easton, the favourite at $195, uh, nice and short, Ultimate Offer, who's uh, been in good form at 460 uh, Gangbuster at $81, Extreme Prince 71 and Mighty Flying Deal at $91. Uh, interesting race here. Scott, how do you see this race?
5: Uh, three, predominantly three winning chances here. Uh, but the one I've been waiting to get a decent draw since he joined the, the Giles Inwood camp is Better Party. Uh, he keeps drawing middle of the line, wide draws, back lines, and he comes up with one here. He's a very good leader. Um, he's He's got a good record in front here at Gloucester Park. The distance is certainly no query, and uh, he's going to give him plenty to catch out in front.
2: All right, and currently 270 um, What price did you mark him at?
5: I actually marked him a, a two fifty chance. Uh, I thought he might have been a little bit longer. A few more people have noticed him other than myself because I, I thought he might have come up a bit longer. But I, I thought he was a two dollar fifty chance. There's so still a little bit of value there. Um, the other good thing I noticed uh, they got the plugs and pull-ups go on tonight, so uh, we're going to see a bit of a kick from him at the four hundred. Which uh, you know he's quite capable of running quite a quick eight hundred. And if we can get Robbie Easton off the bit, he'll be sitting in the breeze. Um, you know, that kick at the 400 could be enough just to see him home, I think.
1: It was a, um, a tough run for Robbie Easton last week. He absolutely tried his heart out, but um, he'll be looking for the breeze again.
5: I think that's the way he needs to be driven, Mortz. And, uh, yeah, I agree. He had, a, he had a real gut buster last week. And, uh, you know, that could come into play as well if we can get him out of his comfort zone between the six and 800. And he starts having thoughts of last week. Um, yeah, that might be... We might just pinch a nice little gap. Uh, ultimate offers the other one, and obviously he's a serious horse, and he's going to be sitting out the back, and he'll have the last shot. But Better Party, he's capable of running a fifty-six last half, and it's going to be hard to come from behind and knock that off.
2: Okay, we seem like you're fairly confident tonight, uh, Scott. And your best bet, I I take it from uh, your talk, is um, is in race number three tonight, which is Stroke of Luck, Glenn.
1: Uh, what was the um uh, the bet in race oh. eight, Scott? I've jumped the gun.
2: Uh, two unit two unit win bet Better
5: Party.
1: Okay. Two unit win bet, race eight number one, better party. And judging from the confidence, it looks like we're going to get off to a great start. So, um, yeah. looking forward to filling the pockets tonight, uh, Bomber.
2: Yeah, very confident tonight, Mort. Thank you, Bomber. I think you've found us a, a few winners. So, we'll uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Have Bomber. A good weekend. You too. All right. Uh, thank you there. And uh, Aiden DeCampo is driving. A better party for us in that race number eight. And as we go to the break, it was his first training Group 1 effort last Friday night with Blue Chip Adder. He also drove it in the three-year-old Westbred Classic for the the fillies at Group 1 level.
3: On them is Blue Chip Hatter starting to storm around the turn and then came Suing You in the straight they run. It's older Cinderella, as green as anything, but just in front, down the outside is Blue Chip Hatter. Also Suing You is coming home with blocked jaw, but it's Blue Chip Hatter. She deserved a big win, and Blue Chip Hatter has won from Suing You. You're
0: listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Wow,
1: well, there's a good race coming up in October, and
7: that race is called the Victoria Cup, and it's got Ride High's name on it. He has
1: absolutely demolished them. One by 35. Terrific effort from the Mayor step up second. Third, my Kiwi mate. 25 7. Now listen to this, it's gonna blow you away. the last quarter, the mile rate, 151.6, the last half mile,
2: 52.6. Wow. Wow indeed, Dan Malecki, and as we welcome Jason Bonnikan into the program, Jason, I don't think I've ever seen a last half as quick.
6: No, we were just discussing it off air, here. It was just something to behold, wasn't it? I mean, it's been a very long time. Once we get to our advanced years, long in the tooth, <laughs> not much surprises us. It's very hard to get excited about life sometimes, but I was watching it in the studio uh, for S.E.N. Track and... There were genuine proper shivers down the spine watching him draw away. I didn't know at the time that he was reeling off a 25-7 last half and a 50, uh, quarter and 52-6 last half. But what I knew was I was watching a complete freak, but this is not something we haven't been warned about. Clayton Tonkin has been telling us for two years that Ride High is clear and away the best horse he's ever trained. And I think we all know that Clayton wasn't lying after what we saw last Saturday night.
2: And you labelled him before the race the best horse in... In Australasia, was it, or just Australia?
6: Well, Australia, I mean we really the New Zealand at the moment, I thought well we know who the best horse well, we think we know who the best horse in New Zealand is. Ultimate sniper will be back at some point, but we know where self assured sits and we know about where Loch and art sits against self assured and it seems horrible, doesn't it? Because Lock and Varart's done such amazing things. His four year old Bonanza winning sub one fifty at Melton, and you think to yourself, You can't say there's a horse who's head and shoulders above him, but it's hard not to believe that right high probably is head and shoulders above him. The question is how good is Right? Ride high, is he? I mean, we've seen some wonderful horses over the last 20, 25 years. I'm the mighty Quid and Blacks are fake and more recently Lazarus. But he's ride high one of these. It's too early to say that, I suppose, because he's got to be able to run those amazing sectionals at the end of a grand circuit race where he's had to work all the way. But, gee, I think he'll be able to do it.
2: Yeah, and only, he's only had, uh, what, the 12 starts for 11 wins. And we probably won't see him in, in WA, but we might see Lock and Art over here. I know David... Uh, Maureen has, um, has spoken about coming for the, the Cups in November, December. So, obviously, you've got a high opinion of him as well.
6: Oh, I mean, he, he's just a phenomenally gifted horse. He was, in my opinion, clearly the best three-year-old of his generation. He just kept drawing horribly, and the only time he drew well in a big race was that New South Wales British Challenge final. And, of course, everything went wrong, and he was utterly luckless on that occasion. So, he's come out, Lock and Varad, since then, and I think before Ride High was here... For me, he'd confirmed himself, no Victorian bias here, but uh, he <laughs> confirmed you, himself as the, best, as the best horse in the country for mine, but then, then ride highs turned up. So I, I can't wait to see them lock horns in the Victoria Cup. I mean, you never 100% know that everything's going to go right for both horses between now and mid-October, but you'd expect them both to be there. Nobody else, in my opinion, can win the race. I'm very interested to find out from you guys whether Shockwave could strike a blow if he did come over the Victoria Cup and compete against those horses at that level. But um, Lock and barat he's a very, very, very serious horse. As mentioned, he tailed up self assured in that four year old Bonanza. But I've just said, right high might be different gravy again.
2: Yeah, no, look, I've got a massive opinion of, um, of Shockwave, and I think Glenn does as well. Yeah. So. Uh, look, I, I think he'd more than match it with uh, Australasia's best when he when he gets a chance to take him on, and you might see him over there. I don't know about the Victoria Cup, but more probably the Miracle Mile with him after our Cups. But anyway,
6: more importantly, Jason, have you got a tip for us? I have. I've got a couple, but I'll give you one. Unfortunately, we're not going to get top pluck right now. I put the tweet out last night, but <laughs> race five, number five, Eureka. I marked it $2.50, and I thought... You know, sometimes you do your prices and you think, If I had been a little bit generous? There should it have been around two twenty or even shorter. Well, at open six bucks, it's now under three dollars sixty. Bet early to avoid disappointment. Eureka is a very serious horse. Kate Gath is one woman, as you'd know, Rad's, and also you, Mauds, that uh, doesn't she doesn't screwy horses, even very good horses. Tornado Valley had to win multiple Group <laughs> Ones before she admitted he was half decent. So, um, you know, when Kate says she likes one, that they're pretty good, and I think Eureka might be pass above it rivals in race five. Miragon might have won last week but He's still got too many convictions for mine. And one race earlier, I'm set to go should be favourite over Zigzag Zoo. So Zigzag Zoo beat it last weekend, but I'm set to go, through the second line on that occasion, had to make a mid race move. Here she'll lob right up outside Zigzag Zoo, and I think I think she'll beat him. So $2.30 about uh, I'm set to go is good value, but even better $3.60 about Eureka will be striking gold in the first leg of the quarter here at Tabcourt Park tomorrow night.
2: Beautiful, Jason. Thanks for your time. Go on, you boys.
1: Thank you, uh, JB. All
2: right, Ben Cray, your man couldn't have started better last week. Mortz,
1: yeah. Look, we um, uh, we forgot to mention that uh, JB got off to a good start as well. He bet into two races and on uh, in the in the first there at Melton, uh, he got us an eight dollar winner, which was good, but. We've now got um, Australia's best by a long shot. (laughs) Jeez, Jeez. BK, and he's (laughs) no pressure now. Hi, Rad. Hi, Mort. How are you? Ben's best. What is it? He has set the bar (laughs) very high. I'm quitting. I'm quitting.
7: I got two winners. I'm quitting. I just wanted to (laughs) to say it's all over. Two from two. It's been nice knowing you guys. And uh, no,
1: seriously, I've
7: got two bets for you today. One at Newcastle tonight, and one at Wagga this afternoon. Does that sound? Oh,
1: Um, sounds good.
2: Love Newcastle.
7: Well, we're going to Royal Newcastle. I like to call it. We're going to Newcastle's best tonight. Uh, race four, number ten, Kanye Crusader, Clayton Harmy just brought up a hundred winners. Uh, phenomenal uh, job for him this year. Look, this horse he couldn't give it away last year. Look, it was just it was just running around at Tamworth, not much chop. Uh, <clears throat> two starts ago, it won the hundred thousand dollar regional championship at Newcastle. Group one winner now, Clayton Harmy, and then it went on last day and it rose up again in grade up to the. Uh, the uh, national running of up to 90 grade, and they flew around Newcastle and beat a couple of horses called Glengarry and Lacey Blad. Now, that's good enough for horses to be pretty short in this type of race. Now, this uh, Kanye Crusader tonight, still about $2.50. I know it's a little bit skinnier than last week's <clears throat> bets that I gave you, but I can only give you what I think's the best, and I've got it marked about even money. So 2, any 60 for think. us, B, uh, BK. 60 best yeah, in the country. Looks at it.
2: Yeah, okay. Best in
7: the country to have touch with uh, what I'm reading <laughs> here. So won't be that for much longer, hopefully. But uh, I think any sort of black odds there might be uh, good enough. It, it's it's only got to get sort of any sort of luck there to be winning, in my opinion. So that's race four, number 10, Kanye Crusader. <clears throat> and then uh, if you need to get through the afternoon uh, at Wagga today, race four, number six, Norm's Courage. About $59 out there. I thought it was more like a $5 chance. I've been on this thing a couple of times. Give me a bit of grief. I've complained on Twitter a couple of times about it, but uh, look, I think it's going okay. It hasn't had a lot of luck lately, and it's going to win one very soon. And I thought each way odds today there, um, race four, number six, Norm's Courage.
1: Very good, uh, BK. Last week um, we had three bets into two races. Uh, we had yep. two wins, so you set the bar very high. The first one we needed a minimum of four dollars, and we got four forty. And the second we needed a minimum of three dollars and we got three twenty. So betting above value and uh, finding winners and more than likely two on the card um over the weekend. So you've set the bar very high, mate. So um
7: look if I go if I go zero for two this week, uh, I'll have my number blocked from you guys. But
1: uh, <laughs> No, that's no, great. Look, we'll awesome. just do our best. It's mm. a
7: good show you guys have got going on. They're really enjoying it too. So it's it's great to have uh harmers racing showcased a bit.
2: It sure is. BK, thanks for your time today. Thanks, guys. Have a good day and a good weekend. OK, bye. There we go. Uh, ben Cray is uh, in hot form. Uh, Morts, two from two, and JB, he's also uh, doing plenty of work in Victoria for us. Uh, big show. Uh, thanks for your time,
1: Morts. And uh, um, hopefully yeah, we've found a few winners for everyone today. Yeah, great show. Um, some great value that we've, uh, we've found and just a good opportunity to showcase harness in WA. It's the premier sport, and it's great to have it um, on air. So thank you. All right. uh, We'll be back next Friday
2: here on Talking Harness on SEN Tracks 657. Gloucester Park tonight, and the first race um, is on a 10-race card. Uh, as I have a look. I should uh, actually know this for us. But uh, the first race comes up at uh, 5.55 tonight. So tune into to Sky One. Um, and also, hopefully, we found you a winner or two. So until next week, it's uh, bye for now.
0: You're listening
2: to Talking
0: Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.